Hey there, and welcome to Think Aloud with Dr. G. This podcast is all about learning together as we think together and explore topics that connect us. Think Aloud is a strategy teachers use to model thinking, learning, and understanding. It's like eavesdropping on what's happening inside someone's brain. I'm Dr. Lisa Gorin, and I'm glad you are here so we can think aloud together. Welcome back. I am so glad you are here with me for this Think Aloud session. We jump right back into our conversation with Lynn Mahaffey, a special educator who works with students in grades six through eight in a RISE classroom. As a quick reminder, RISE stands for Reaching Independence Through Structured Education. Lynn shares a secret about what can be the hardest thing about teaching, and it's something that was not taught when she was in school. The second half of our Think Aloud conversation brings up the importance of continually learning, having a support system of people who understand your experiences, and the importance of cultivating your network. Lynn shares some of the things she's focusing on as we embark on a new school year after having gone through a pandemic year. So I really appreciate kind of digging down into the, the intense level of knowledge and skill that you have as a teacher to be able to make it look so effortless. Yeah, it takes a lot of time. <laughs> it does, it does, absolutely. Um, the other thing I kind of warn teachers about yes. a little bit is that sometimes the hardest thing about teaching is managing the adults in your classroom. Because there's a lot of different personalities, and sometimes those personalities don't always mesh. So that's something that um, when I was in school, we didn't ever talk about. And so I had to get some skills that I'm not comfortable with. I'm not comfortable with confronting adults and managing their behaviors. And so I really, and and I still struggle with that. So I, it's still one of those things that I'm like, okay, I have to step up now <laughs> and say this because this isn't working. <laughs> isn't it so interesting that it seems like the things that we personally struggle with are the ones that we're always having to try to do, like to yeah. grow and learn, right? Yeah. Like, I don't want to have that Somebody's conversation. Somebody's telling yeah. you this is something you need to learn. Yeah, which is a, a true thing, though, when we talk about lifelong learners. If you stop learning and you stop being open to new ideas and, and new things, it feels like you're not really doing a great job as a teacher. Anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and so true. there's a passion. I mean, we talk about teacher tired and we talk about burnout and all of the things that cause burnout, but I feel like the opposite of that is having these conversations, having a space to learn the hard stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. So if we're thinking about all of our future teachers and how can we support them, it's not necessarily with another class at MU or another university. It might be experience in a classroom where they get to see how you navigate yeah. that and debrief that conversation. Exactly. Like, so I had to talk to this yeah. professional <laughs> again about this thing and here's what I was feeling. And this is Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And there's nothing like getting with people that understand what you're going through to just like really yes. feel better, you know, and it's not even other teachers it's more other special educators that are doing what I'm doing when I sit down with them or with you or you know some of our mutual friends right. and just can let your hair down and be like bah! 
it feels so much better. Well, you can take away all of that buildup. You don't have to provide any of the background information. Yeah. Because it's shared knowledge. Yes, that's true. That's <laughs> then, very true. I mean, you're like, here's the thing <laughs> that I'm dealing with today. Yes. And we need that. Like, we, we as humans need yeah. that connection. Yeah. And oftentimes, in my experiences, I would be the only special education person or the only speech person in a building or a space or a whatever. And so you don't automatically have that network no, in the building. No, that's true. That's very true. So cultivating those relationships with people who feel the same way and understand what you're going through is so important yeah. and, and lifelong. Like. We've known each other 19 yeah. years, and <laughs> that's not going to stop, right? Yeah, like, I that's valued right. you as a friend, partly because of all of that kind of shared Yeah, experience. that's true. Yeah. That's true. And so yeah. I think that's an important thing for our future teachers to realize, too, that the people they're in class with now, you know, they spend all of their time together as cohorts, and they're like, blah, 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 and then we go out and teach. Well, hang on to those connections, yeah. right? Yes. That's going to be a support system for you. Yes, yeah, for sure. Interesting. Interesting. So we're getting ready to start a new school year. Ah. By the time this is published, we'll be kind of in the middle of that first semester, you know, September time frame. So what are some things you're thinking about in a new school year? Like, what are some things you're focusing on for this new year? Yeah. I mean, we just came out of a really strange COVID-18 months. We're not totally out of that situation I know, situation that's kind yet. of on my mind, yeah. But what what's on your radar as far as what you're doing with your students, how you're preparing yourself as a teacher? Well, like? I am a little concerned about the whole, uh, how this year is going to look. Last year, we were not allowed to be in the community, mm-hmm. um, and so I'm wondering, again, like, is this going to be a year that they don't allow us to go back out into the community to work? So at the end of the year, they allowed 16 and over to go back to work, but I don't have that age group. Right. So that's definitely playing on my mind because we spend a big chunk of time working. You do because of those life skills you're building. But sorry, let me back up a little bit. Last year's school year in this particular district looked really interesting because they were making decisions based off of trend data for COVID cases. And so there were situations where sometimes everyone was in person, sometimes everyone was virtual, and sometimes they were doing a hybrid with two days in person and the other three virtual. But your students... We came right from the beginning. Because that's what they needed. Yes, absolutely. I was completely grateful um, for Dr. Steepleman to make that decision because virtual for my kids just does not work. It doesn't meet their needs. It doesn't meet their needs. They absolutely have to have an adult to help them navigate those um, that technology piece. And if you've got parents that are working, you just can't do it. So my kids came in September, and the building was basically empty. And actually... We loved it. I mean, we, I could have science. We did a gravity thing. We could go to the stairwell and do gravity out there. We were out in the hallway all the time. I mean, we had the run of the building. We went into the gym to do force and motion. It was great. Um, and then kids came back in January, and they kind of just, you know, ruined our whole school thing. But <laughs> They needed some of that space back. <laughs> they needed that space. So, But you had other adults in the building, though. Were there some administrators? We there? had some administrators, and then eventually um, 
our skip kids came back okay and our ell kids came back okay so skip is the self-contained behavior program yes and ell is our english language learners yes so correct. again kind of groups that need a little bit more intensive yes. support okay yeah awesome. yeah so that was nice that was really nice um yeah so we like that so this year i had i sent um Four or five kids to high school. I'm getting four new kids. And so I have to really focus at the beginning of the year. I'm going to have a new para in the room and then a student teacher. So I really have to focus on building those relationships again with those new kids. And those new paras. And that new para and making sure that um, I haven't met him or her. So do you know if it's hired? hired do they have a somebody already I believe that they did so we interviewed somebody and they took a job at Rockbridge Mm -hmm. and then um we got an email or I didn't get it but the building (laughs) administrator did and said that Elise hired somebody well that's wonderful so that's another thing too I mean we look at building supports for students and building community Mm -hmm. and having consistency within our program yet we have personnel turnover oh yeah and so you have to reestablish that with new future teachers in your classroom doing field placements, with yeah. new paraprofessionals on the team, with new related service providers. Yes. You yeah. Know, I never had the same exact placement two years in a row my entire career as a speech language pathologist. It changed every oh, single mm-hmm. year and sometimes in the middle of the year. <laughs> yeah. Right? So building that community and having kind of that base of openness and willingness to build community is so important. It's super important. Yes. And we're going to have a new speech therapist this yes. year too. So yes. it'll be a lot of news and it's important to me that um, we all build that community and that it's super positive. Yeah. I, you know, I realize like I have days like that too, where you just come in and you're like, Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I can do it today. And you just have to put the face on and do it and have that energy level that's high um, because the kids know. I mean, when your energy's low, their energy's low. Yes. And it's a drag to get through the day. Yes. But when you are positive and high and then their energy's positive and high, you can... You can move. And your students may not be able to articulate that, but it definitely impacts oh, the entire it. room, yeah. right? And I think that's true across education. All students, whether they can articulate it or not, are responding to the energy the teacher brings. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And there are lots of times where you fake it. Yep. For a while, right? <laughs> yep. Because you don't want to bring your own stuff into the classroom you want to bring the best you can offer that day and yeah. granted some days are some better, days best. Are better. yeah some <laughs> days are better and the kids you know the good thing about our kids we're with them so much and they can read you so well yes. and at the end of last year some of my eighth graders were like you know Miss Mahaffey you know are you gonna cry on the last day and I said well Probably, but I'm also happy that you're moving on, you know. And, of course, that day came, and I had a student who brought a parent letter to me. It was so nice, uh, you know. And, of course, I started bawling, and he was just like, I knew you would start crying. And I was like, it's okay. I'm just very grateful and happy that you're moving on. Well, and two things can be true at the same time. Yes. You can be sad and miss, like, potentially 
recognizing and miss these kids, yes. but also very proud and happy yes. that they have succeeded and they're on to and they're adventure. on their way. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that whole kind of dichotomy that we live in. Yes, as teachers, and we're with the kids every day, yes. all day for three years. <laughs> it's not like it's a strength. You know, this is part. This person, I know their family. Right. I know their, you know, everything. I know everything about them. So it's hard to let that go. So in the interest of going over time, I'm curious, you mentioned family. It's all good. That's what editing is for. Um, <laughs> good. <laughs> families connect with you at a very intense level because you do have the students for so yeah. long. How do you navigate um, community experiences where you may or may not run into family members or may or may not want to be as a teacher? Like you might be out in the community at the grocery store or you might be you know, enjoying some live music or sure. whatever it is, how do you navigate that space? Um, honestly, it's rare that I see my kids out. Really? I, truly and truly. Um, once in a while, I'll see them at the grocery store, and that's just, I mean, you know, you know me. I'm like, hey, hi, hi, you know, and we just chitter-chatter and stuff, and uh, maybe occasionally we'll see them out if I'm out to dinner and they're out to dinner. But I'm kind of amazed at how often I don't see my kids out. Really? And that wow. might be that they don't come out as much. There might not be the social experiences yes. yeah. for your students. That's yeah. true because just like it's taking a lot more intensity and intentional work to provide education, I'm sure life, life <laughs> takes, takes a lot, lot. of intentionality yeah. too. So and yeah. I do know, like, some of my parents, they, I get invited to, like, danceability, yes. you know, yes. and so I definitely will go to those and try to see my kids in a different setting, sure. and you know, softball, right. that, those kinds of things. And right. a lot of my parents have their kids' social life structured as such that, we're going to go to ride horses for hippotherapy, right. and then we're going to do this, and we're going to do baseball. And so it's not necessarily out at the mall or right. at, you know, the right. store, but it's definitely structured to do more right. interaction with other kids. And I think about parents who have to kind of wear that hat as a service coordinator oh and gosh. find the resources that are useful and safe for their students and their yeah. children and yeah that's a whole nother layer of yeah and luckily those kinds of things um those kinds of activities usually I'll get an email or mm. a flyer so I can send those out too right. so that parents have that too but also like that that like danceability for example mm -hmm. that connection of parent to parent they're, they're talking and what they're doing is how other kids get involved so right. it's a really nice network well just like we mentioned how teachers need to have that kind of support system I would imagine parents of oh, children yeah. with disabilities need that same level of support system yeah. you need just somebody who understands yes, yes absolutely you definitely need that kind of we call it the tribe sometimes yeah right? or your cohort or there's all kinds of fun names for yes. <laughs> your group of people who make things better well that is awesome well I am loving this and you're making me excited for the fall semester so that's always good Thanks. So, I always appreciate talking with you I try to end these conversations with three easy questions yeah I won't do them rapid fire <laughs> that's just too much stress for me. But um, tell me something, someone or something that inspires you. 
you inspire me. So, well, what thank inspires you? you? I think, well, when I was younger, I had a couple teachers that I really, um, I loved. One was my sixth grade teacher, Mr. Groom, and he was very strict, and I was scared to death of him, but he was super fair, and I always remember that. And I went back as an adult to Washington State and walked into the building, and he knew exactly who I was, which I couldn't believe. Um, And then I had a really nice... uh, teacher in high school when I moved to Arizona from Pennsylvania and she was she had just moved also to Arizona and she just was just related to me on a not just more one-on-one and I appreciated that too and then of course you know I look at um, people who currently who are in the movement of social justice and I really I find inspiration in young people standing up for social justice right now which is yeah, yeah. very My inspiring future teachers just make me want to see how the world turns out like I have yeah. hope for oh the good future. I'm yeah. so glad you're that. <laughs> I get worried sometimes well, I do too but you know I spend this time with them and actually I spent all of episode two talking about how great the future teachers are because they really do have like this sense of the importance of their role in making things better good so, like it's just it's yeah awesome good well you kind of already answered the second one which is who's okay. an educator who has influenced oh, sorry. you. Yeah. And that's, no, yeah. no need to apologize. I love that you can just rattle off names <laughs> of people. And I think that's really a testament to kind of the hidden value of teaching. We don't always know what impact we have on our teacher, on our students it's as true. teachers, right? Sometimes they come back and tell you. Sometimes you never know. Sometimes you never know. But I got an email last year, not even from one of my kids. And he just said, I don't know if you remember me, but... I just remember every morning you were there and you were telling me it's okay, you know. And I was just like, oh, my God, that's the nicest thing I've ever heard. You know, our kids just don't come back. They don't have that skill set kind of. And so it was really, like, so nice to hear from somebody. I mean, how lovely, what a lovely gift that you get from somebody. It was just, like, so nice. That makes me so happy. Yeah. All right. Okay, last question for you, my friends. What are you reading right now, personally and professionally? And I see the look on your face, I know. and I'm not, it's not intended to be a judgy question, but we're always intaking new information. Like, that's just who yeah. we are, right? So, on a professional level, what are some things you're either reading or thinking about or listening to? And then, I can't remember person, the name of this book, but I started this. It's the socially emotional classroom or something Ooh, okay. like that. I'll find it and I, I'll put it I in can, the show notes. Yeah. I can um I'll I'll look I'll look at it when I read it sure. again and send you it if I can. And then, you know, right now I'm just for fun, I'm reading a Michael Conley, you know, book that just I love to, you know, do that kind of stuff. And I think that's <laughs> so important though to recognize that we have to have that balance. Yeah. Right. We read yeah. for for profession, but we also read for pleasure. For fun, and we yeah. do things in our life to make teaching better, but we also do things in our lives just as humans. Yeah, and that, you know, those mysteries or whatever you choose to read right now, um, I'm also reading little pieces or something. Um, 
And it just takes your mind somewhere else. And yes. sometimes your mind just needs a break. It does. Absolutely. Especially at the beginning of the school year. <laughs> <laughs> agreed. Agreed. I know. We're all, we're all ramping up right now. Well, Lynn, it is always a pleasure well, to Lisa, visit Lisa, thank you. you so much. Thanks I really appreciate it. I always enjoy visiting with Lynn Mahaffey. She really is sunshine personified. And I hope you enjoyed this conversation as we think aloud about all of the things that are kind of the behind the scenes skills of teaching and the very necessary supports we have as educators and as people from the things we're learning to the people we're interacting with to our group and our network of supports. So thank you so much for joining us this time with Think Aloud with Dr. G, and I look forward to our next conversation together. Until then, stay curious.